In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our focus for reflection all of Advent has also been in sync with our entire diocese and their theme of hope and what we call leaning into hope. And in doing so, we're seeking to recover something very important, important, I think, of what our church believes about hope, which is more than just optimism, and it doesn't even depend on if things are going well today or if they're going to turn out better tomorrow. And like many aspects of God, hope is hidden on the surface. But by faith in times of trial, it rises up with great strength and blessing. In the readings for this season of Advent, Jesus gives us hints of uncovering this hidden power of hope in God with a series of parables. You've heard of them. He encourages us that even if a tiny mustard seed is sprouting, even if one coin or one sheep is found, even if only one person shows up at the king's banquet, these tiny seeds of hope are reason enough for great celebration. Because just a glimmer of hope goes a very, very long way. And in today's sermon, I want to take a closer look at how our gospel reading invites us to uncover hope and how small seeds of hope in hard times have revealed the power of God in the lives of several of our church members. But first, let's take a closer look at the parable from today's gospel reading, which provides a nice frame for our discussion on hope. Jesus tells a story which sums up all of the invitations we have from God to put aside our false hopes and lean into our final hope in God. Jesus tells it this way. A king, who represents God, is preparing a great heavenly banquet and has invited all of his people to come. And as the day nears, the people find all kinds of excuses for why they can't come. I have to work. I have an engagement. It seems that everybody is so preoccupied with the hopes they have for their own lives, they can't see the hope which underlines all of life. The loving care of our grace-filled God. This is not hard for us to understand in our own lives, I don't think. As long as we feel self-sufficient, as long as we feel self-made, as long as things are going okay, we don't feel much need for a greater hope. But what happens when we face a challenge that could easily overwhelm us? When we're losing someone who is dear to us? When we come to the end of our power to control our lives? Our natural response in times of trial is usually flight or fright. The unholy trinity of anger and avoidance and denial. But our faith gives us a third alternative in facing trial, and that's to lean into a hidden hope that rises up to embrace us as we believe. That's what our Advent speakers in their testimonies described to us, how in dark times they leaned into hope and were not allowed to fall, but rather were lifted up by God and his spirit working in others. 
Listen again to their stories in the context of Jesus' invitations to uncover the hidden power of hope. Yet Anna shared with us the suffering and despair which overcame Armenia during its 44-day war in Artsakh. What Yeriskin Anna didn't share was that she spent weeks of sleepless nights messaging and speaking with families through their time of loss. And what kept her going was the small but powerful kernel of hope that family after family relayed to her. They said, I can't tell you how much it means to us that someone across the world who doesn't know us calls to check in and show that you care. And that hope means everything to us. And then when Yeriskinana's hope and her health gave out from sheer exhaustion, seemingly out of nowhere, Jamie and the honest demons from this parish and others of you like them leaned into hope to put aside their needs for those of others in dire need. And in doing so, they planted these seeds of hope, which have grown to testify to the powerful grace of God. Then we heard from our retired army Armenian army veteran Arsen Sahagyan, who shared how he leaned deeper into hope during his tour of duty in Iraq for Operation Freedom in 2016. Now, as a young colonel, he was responsible for 50 soldiers from Armenia, who, as their tour continued, experienced more and more of the violent distress of war, daily rocket attacks and roadside bombs, and losses of soldiers who one day were at lunch and the next day were not. And his soldiers were becoming despondent but Arson had the spiritual maturity and insight to see that they weren't lazy and they weren't afraid. They were in despair. They were suffering from a lack of hope. We needed a constant reminder, a hope, said Arson, that God would lead us through this difficult situation. And Arson decided to build an outdoor chapel in Iraq, with, complete with an Armenian church monument where soldiers could daily pray and light candles and remember in whom their ultimate hope lies. And this little seed of hope, in a short period of time, grew into a place of worship for more than 8,000 soldiers of all nations. Brothers and sisters, in this season of hope, this season of Advent, which is dedicated to hope in the coming presence of God, I pray that today you have heard some of God's quiet invitations for a deeper hope in our lives. Often these invitations to hope, they don't look like much on the surface and may seem inferior, inferior to the high hopes we hold for ourselves. But when times of trial come, large and small, let's not fight and let's not take flight. For neither of these paths lead to life. Instead, let us lean into a hope that can bear our full weight and the full weight of creation lifting us up in great celebration and joy. Our sins are forgiven. Love is on the way. Christ has been born and is revealed to those who place their hopes in him, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.